0: And welcome, everybody, to episode number 20 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFetoff. Again, that's at P is in Paul, T is in Tom, H-I-T as in Tom again, O-F-F, Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. And this episode number 20 is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. And bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at betus.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. Betus.com. So today, obviously, this episode is mostly about the cow preview. Hoping for our first win, fingers crossed. And also just kind of wanted to backtrack a little from last uh, episode talking about the Marshall debacle and if coach former coach, Brian Kelly, if he knew more or less part of my French, there was going to be a shit storm ahead. So anyway, I kind of wanted to also kind of, I didn't mention some of these talking points during the last podcast. One Michael Mayer, I know great player, You know, highly decorated from the last two years. He's projected to be a first round draft pick coming out of his because he's only a junior, but he will probably forego his senior season. However, his blocking has been horrible this year. Also, his backup and sometimes when they go to 12 personnel, they'll have his uh, backup in there too. Kevin Bauman, an awful blocker as well. So, again, he may be getting the publicity this year a lot. And here's the thing, too. I think his his numbers are not as good as what we thought because he's actually the target this year. You know, last year we had our best receiver, Kevin Austin, and then our great running back, Kyron Williams. The defense is really focused on them, and that opened up Michael Mayer. But now, since he's the more or less the the focus point for defenses now, you know, he's the man more or less, and he's not really separating from the pack. It seems like without other targets. His numbers have gone down. But what I wanted to emphasize, though, he's got to become a better blocker. Our tight ends blocking this year, especially him and his backups. And like so when they go to 12 personnel and bring Bowman in as well. Horrible. Absolutely horrible blocking. That has got to improve. It's just not the offensive line. And, you know, just spotty quarterback play right now. He's got to improve there. Again, uh, one of the – and I should have opened up with this, but – you know the big news is Tyler Buckner is out for the year with a shoulder injury, so we have to go to, to Drew Pine now. We'll see what happens. I would nothing against Drew Pine, but he's a backup at best. I know his so-called big game last year when he came in for Jack Cohn during the Wisconsin game, and so-called led, that led them to victory. And I think he got, I think he had one touchdown pass during that game. However, think of for you Irish fans like me, Pat Dillingham. 2002, his big moment was the Michigan State game when he threw that, I believe it was about a 70-yard touchdown pass to Arnes Battle. However, and I may do an episode on this, that should never have happened because Gary Godsey was actually, he had a, the ref just didn't catch it. But if you go to YouTube, that Michigan State game in 2002, Gary Godsey more or less had a false start, and that should have been called back. More or less what I'm trying to say, his big moment was the Michigan State game. I think, I hope I'm wrong here, Drew Pine, his big moment, like like Pat Dillingham, was the Wisconsin game last year, the the Shamrock Series game. And I also kind of think Evan Sharpley. I think he's more or less around slightly better than that talent. I will say he's better than Sharpley and Dillingham. But people, just from what I've seen and what I saw in the spring game, what I saw last week when he came in, when a lot of people were, and it's poor, it's more or less disgusting. I heard some fans were like cheering when Buckner got hurt. I don't think he's done that bad this year. He's, you know, he's a redshirt sophomore. So, but as you saw with Pine, he came in pretty much right away and threw an interception. I don't think. I wish him the best, but I would just go with Steve Angeli right now. I know he's a true freshman. The playbook's going to be limited, but from what our offense has shown already. Maybe a limited playbook would be better because obviously they can't deal with a heavy playbook right now. So if you just simplify simplify the uh, – simplify, that's the word. I got tongue-tied there. The offense for uh, Steve Angeli right now, that's the way I would go. I know that's not where they're going to go right now, but go with Angeli. And then I'm starting to hear too, you know, if if Tyler Buckner, you know, I think he'll probably come back, but it's starting to look like he's somewhat injury-prone. He was out a couple games last year, even though he wasn't a full-time starter. But then two, I believe he tore his ACL his sophomore season of high school. Or no, I'm sorry. Sophomore season was his best season. His junior year, he tore his ACL. And then they had the COVID year, his senior year. So he hasn't played much football lately. And I don't know if maybe his body's just not cut out for college. We'll see. But again, he was banged up a little last year as well. And again, I think he's doing okay right now. But if he does not improve from what we saw so far this year, I think he's more or less Andrew Hendricks 2.0. If you guys remember Andrew Hendricks, he was highly recruited. I believe he was in the 2010 or 11 class. It might have been even 2009. Actually, Urban Meyer wanted him down in Florida when he was the coach of Florida. And he was more or less, he had a solid arm, but more or less, he was just a runner. He actually ended up, I believe he did graduate from Notre Dame, but since he had that other year of eligibility because he was redshirted, he ended up transferring down to Miami of Ohio. And I don't even think he did much there as well. What I'm just starting to think is Tyler's just just slightly better than him. But now we're starting to think too, CJ Carr, the big recruit, five-star recruit for 2024. And I've mentioned this before in my podcast, he could reclassify and skip his senior season next year and come to Notre Dame. That's what a lot of people want to happen. And I wouldn't mind that as well. He's just turned 16 years old. So next year he's just going to be turning 17. Is his body going to be ready for the college game? But then again, if you just go with Steve Angeli now, and if that works out and, you know, he becomes a starter for the next two to three years, CJ can kind of learn from him, sit a year or two, I highly doubt he was going to want to sit two years being a five-star recruit, but let's say he just beats out Angeli then. At least we have two solid quarterbacks then instead of pretty much a what I call a historical backup in Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner. He's just going to be injury prone, but I think he's doing okay. He missed two touchdown passes this week. Don't get me wrong, but again, it's uh, it is what it is right now. So, Also, we are not ranked for the first time since 2017. No surprise, we do not deserve to be ranked at this point. Again, I just kind of want to harp on the. I would go with Angeli. He looks, I know the spring game, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But then other times, you know, it's kind of catch 22. You don't want to harp on it too much if someone has a bad performance. But if they're looking pretty good, and he looked pretty good. He led them to the game-winning drive in the spring game. He just looks so much smoother than Drew Pine. Drew Pine looked awful, and he looked awful on Saturday. And again, I know he's regressed so much from that Wisconsin game. I just think he's a backup at best, a little bit better than Pat Dillingham. I hope I'm wrong, but it is what it is. So in any event, I want to kind of just give you guys a quick uh, review of Drew's stats because he's the starter on Saturday against Cal. So he was more or less red-shirted in 2020, but he did get a couple snaps when uh, Ian Book got dinged up a little during the Alabama, during the Rose Bowl, during the playoffs. He had to come in for one play. And like I said, he looked good early on. It's just he's regressed so much. and I just think think it is what it is, and that's the best we're going to get out of him. But his so-called freshman year, he did get that one snap in the Rose Bowl and a couple snaps during the South Florida game, I think. He was two of three, 12 yards total, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Last year, okay, so last year he did have, and I think that would have been his only touchdown pass because he didn't have any during the Cincinnati game. So I take that back during the Wisconsin game. He must have had two touchdown passes because last year he was 15 of 30, 50%, not great, 224 yards, and two touchdowns to zero interceptions. So, yeah, that Wisconsin game he, that was probably, like I said, that was his uh, Pat Dillingham, Michigan state game more or less. And then this year, which was last week, or actually a couple of days ago, three of six for 20 yards. And he had that bad interception. And then that garbage tight or garbage touchdown to Michael Mayer at the end when the game was pretty much over. So I wish you luck drew. But again, if it was up to me, I'd go with Steve Angeli. Because right now, and again, going over some old talking points from from Friday or from uh, Sunday morning that I forgot. are all, no disrespect to Jim Trestle, but a lot of my Ohio State friends uh, can't talk today. Ohio State friends say they could not stand his offense, especially during his early days. It was called Trestle Ball. It was more or less, you know, play the percentages, run the ball efficiently, you know. Pass on third down when you got to that point, more or less, but it's more or less first down run, second down run, you know, third down pass. Not all the time, but we're making trestle ball look like a high octane run and shoot offense right now. Our offense is that bad. So again, I'm gonna get off my soapbox on that. Let's talk a little bit of cow right now, because this is pretty much the cow preview. And again, we only got three games to go off of our are two games to go off of, I should say. This will be the third game. Cal has beat on September the 3rd, and all their games were at home so far, and obviously they're traveling to South Bend on Saturday. They beat UC Davis 34-13, and UNLV they beat 20-14. to UNLV is a common opponent, not that good of a team, but they are 2-0 currently right now. They have a solid defense, but their offense is horrible. But if you look there, they scored more points than us. So let's look at the stats. So just individual statistics right now, their uh, quarterback, his name is Jack Plummer. I don't know if he's any relation to Jake Plummer, but he's 51 to 74 for 546 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Our leading passer, which was Tyler Buckner, obviously that'll change. He's 28 to 50, 378 yards, two INTs, and two rushing touchdowns. So again, not good enough. But again, I'm blaming some of that on inexperience and our again, I'm not I don't want to call for someone's job right now, but he's not getting it done. And when you're making, from what I hear, almost $2 million a year. Tommy Reese, you got to get better as an offensive coordinator. So rushing yards, we have Jaden Ott for California, twenty-four carries for 156 yards. And this is what's just asinine right now. Our leading rusher is our quarterback, Tyler Buckner. Former quarterback, I don't want to say former, but injured quarterback for the year. 24 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns. That is our leading rusher right now. 24 carries, 62. It's unacceptable. Come on, Tommy. Come on. It's uh oh. anyway. But there's their leading rushers, 24 for 156. Receiving yards, it's slightly better. Well, Jade, what's his name? Jeremiah Hunter. As I look at my notes here, eleven receptions, 157 yards, for one touchdown. Michael Mayer, you know, stud tight end. But again, he's like, he's being focused on more this year because again, we we don't have that standout wide receiver. Not that uh, Kevin Austin was a standout wide receiver, but he got a lot of attention last year. And again, we do not have that you know stud running back right now with Kyron Williams from last year. He's being targeted more so. And from what I, again, not the greatest blocker right now. That's my biggest criticism of him. But he does not really get much separation either. He he looks, I mean, I don't know his 40 time, but he just kind of looks like he's trudging along and he doesn't seem to have the greatest speed either. Anyway, 13 receptions, 135 yards, one TD. So he has two more receptions than their leading receiver. But yards, he's 22 yards down. Again, that's just not its not acceptable. We are a 10-point favorite. We'll get to my prediction. And I've been – I know it's kind of early right now, but i got some things to do later in the week. I wanted to get this out here. I, uh, I've been really going back and forth. How am I going to predict this? Uh, but we'll get to that later. So they're averaging 27 points per game. We're averaging 15.5. Unacceptable. They allow 13.5. Like I said, they have a really good defense. We allow 23.5. Some of that's misleading because some of that was on short fields because of our turnovers. So, again, even though I'm not happy with our D-line right now, those numbers are a little bit misleading. They – total yards, they uh, – this is offense now. Total yards, they give up – or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, we're, we're good. Anyway. Scratch that. I I was thinking I had a brain lapse there. So, again, total yards for their offense, they're averaging 392.5. We're at 302. And then yards passing, they're at 273. We're at 199. Yards rushing, they're at 119. We're at 103. So, Cal, I know they have not the greatest offense, but in the statistical categories that I just went over, they're beating us in everything points per game. Your total yards per game, yards passing per game, and yards rushing per game. Now, if we look at the defense here, it gets a little bit more similar here. So uh, yards or passing yards – I'm sorry, total yards allowed. They're at 348. We're at 379. But, again, a lot of that's just the rushing we've been giving up in those just chump plays. But, again, it is what it is there pass yards allowed they're at 224 we're at 184 so we're slightly better there in passing like i said our our strongest point of the season so far has been our passing defense so and then rush yards allowed 124 this is where it's just disgusting right now ours are at 195 so we're, all, we're more or less giving up 200 yards a game they're giving up 125 again we'll see what happens here but it, Pretty much our defense has been solid except for the D line and not stopping a team when we have to. If we stop Ohio State on that 94 or five yard drive, we may have won that game. Same thing with uh, Marshall, that last dri- or the second to last drive, I should say. If you stop them there, but they just ran all over us. And again, we're giving up 200 yards per game. Not getting it done, guys. Not getting it done. So, what do I think? Is, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect. I'm dumbfounded right now. Again, Cal's got a really good defense, not so much of an offense. We're going with our backup quarterback. I'm sorry. I I try to find a way to give a prediction where we won the game. I, I just don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. And I think in the back of my mind, I think I'm going to be wrong. But until you show me something, guys, especially the offense, until you show me something, Tommy Reese, I got to pick against you. I think it's going to be where we just had to score a touchdown to win the game. And we got three drives to do it and we just can't do it. Whether Pines, whether he plays the whole game, I don't know. Again, I would go with Steve Angeli. That's probably not going to happen. I want to say, I can't believe I'm saying this. Cal 16, Notre Dame 10. Again, we've scored what? 10 points. The first game against Ohio state. And then we, God I can't remember the score from Marshall let me go to my iPad here we lost to Marshall 26 to 21 and that last touchdown was garbage so we more or less just scored 14 points and Marshall didn't have the greatest defense Cal's got a decent defense I'm sorry guys I'm sorry my Irish brotherhood my Irish you know nation until we do something and I have no faith in Tommy Reese right now 16 to 10 cows. So that brings me to, and again, just kind of looking over my, okay, we went over that, that, that. I just have to get everything lined up so I don't miss anything. Here's my second part of the podcast right now. I've already almost gone 20 minutes. So I'm not going to harp on this, but I'm just starting to wonder, did Brian Kelly know that a shitstorm was about ready to happen? A shitstorm happened in 2016 when We came off a solid 2015 season. We had a lot of injuries that year. Malik Zaire broke his ankle or leg, and then Deshaun Kaiser had a decent season. Probably the most talented team Brian Kelly had. But, again, with some of the injuries, we went – I mean, our third-string running back, I believe, rushed for – I think C.J. Procise damn near rushed for 1,000 yards, if not over 1,000. That was a team with Will Fuller. Defensively, you had Jalen Smith. Uh, Sheldon Day. It was a very, his most talented team and had they not had all the injuries. And even though Kaiser had a pretty good season, I would have rather had Malik Zaire. He was a better leader, but we had an awful defensive coordinator and it showed the further we went to the season. Again, we got pretty much handled by OSU in the Fiesta Bowl. But again, if, had we had a good defensive coordinator and not as many injuries that year, I think we would have made the playoffs. I'm not saying we would have beat Ohio state, but that was probably his most talented team. However, he joined in 2014. Again, not much of a defense 2015. The offense really masked how bad that defense was. Again, it wasn't a bad defense. It was just a bad coach. And then once you lost pretty much, because they lost a lot from that defense the following year, 2016, it just really showed how bad it was. And by the second game, Again, he was one of Brian Kelly's buddies. He wasn't going to fire him, but athletic director Jack Swarbrick said, you've got to get him because more or less the players were saying they weren't going to show up from what I heard. So not that Tommy Reese, his players would like, you know, refuse to show up. But did BK start to, Brian Kelly that is, did he start to see how bad he couldn't develop a quarterback, both him and Tommy Reese, you know, Phil Dracovic left. Brandon, uh, what's his name? I forget his first name. Brennan, Brennan Clark. Brennan Clark left. And, you know, Ian Buck graduated. Not that he was, you know, Joe Montana, but he just started to see, oh, God, I've been such a shitty developer of quarterbacks. Some of them have left, and I'm not recruiting well. I'm getting lazy in recruiting. Is this shit about ready to hit the fan? again, sorry for using that word, but I got to be real here, real here. Can't talk today. I don't know what the deal is. It's only Tuesday, but I had to be pretty real here. And did he just see that? And he's like, Hey, if I can get a coaching job and they're going to pay me a ton of money, overpay me. And I think he was kind of having some feelers out there. I think he, uh, his agent uh, looked out to Florida and they said, no, there's always rumors that he was going to go to USC. Once LSU started to call, he's like, Hey, I just don't see the, especially the offense. We haven't recruited well. We can't get that stud quarterback. I don't see, and this is to be determined yet. I don't think Tyler Buckner's the guy. Drew Pine's just a backup. It, it, it could be pretty, uh, it could be pretty rough next year, especially on the offense. And that's what we're seeing right now. And I always like to use the term did he more or less see uh, the hotel room after Keith Richards left it? So more or less, rock star Keith Richards leaving a hotel room in his younger days. Is that what he was seeing more or less? That was the shitstorm he was seeing for this year. And then he bailed whatever, maybe we'll never really know, but did he know more than what we thought? Oh, now everything's going to be changed. But that's why I said nine and three, eight and four people, because it takes a while to kind of get that toxic environment out. And like I said, he, He turned the program around, you know, he made, he had, God, more than 10 wins for what? 17, 18, 19, five years in a row. But here's the thing last year, that 11 and one record. Okay. It was 11 and one. It was kind of misleading. They probably should have lost to Florida state. They probably should have lost to Toledo and they probably should have lost to Va Tech. Those were kind of the luck of the Irish type games. Again, they won them. Don't get me wrong. And then what seemed to be like the offense coming around later last year, they're just playing weaker teams. Look at the schedule, people. That schedule was weak this year. This schedule, that's why I do that. Again, I have it right here. Right now, I know the percentages will go down. Our opponents have a 76% winning percentage so far. We didn't have that last year. I don't know what it was, but it was it was not that. But again, I'm just starting to think, did he more or less, kind of like with, you know, we see in corporate America, when we see someone just resign. Do they know something more than we don't know? And then there's, you know, layoffs and stuff like that, just to kind of, you know, give a somewhat of a comparison there. But again, did he see the shit storm people? And I think we're starting to see, I think he saw something. And that was because again, he never developed a quarterback because when he, when we got him from Cincinnati, I thought, Oh, this is going to be a high octane offense. And I said, we had a pretty decent offense in 2015 But again, Malik Zaire, had he not gotten hurt, maybe that would have been his best quarterback. But again, he lost to Deshaun Kaiser, more or less. He was, instead of getting him to focus more on football and be a leader, he's like, hey, I'm just going to play one more year, go to the NFL. I don't even know if he's still on a team. But again, did he know more? And just one other thing to kind of, we'll see what happens on Saturday. But if we see more of the same, if I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm going to say, "Hey, if you cannot," and I look at my, I'm looking at my that schedule here. Now we play North Carolina next. They have given up. They gave up 24 points to Florida. Florida A&M. They gave up 61 points to Appalachian State. Granted, they beat Texas A&M. This that was the other big upset. And Georgia State, they barely won 35 to 28. Their defense is horrible. If I'm Marcus Freeman. I'm going up to Tommy and say, hey, I know we're buddies. I wanted you to stay last year so we can kind of tag team this thing, even though I'm the boss. If you can't turn it around, if we can't score points against North Carolina, I I, I could see maybe a pink let's – let's don't get it, Tommy, to where you have to have the athletic director force someone to fire someone. That's what happened in 2016, the other shit storm. Twenty-six, let's not have that happen. I I would say pull the plug right now. I say, hey dude, you're making me look bad. You're making me look like a fool right now on national TV. And if you look at Marcus Freeman during press conferences, here's a guy that was always so positive, you know, great recruiter. He got so much energy. It looks like he lost his puppy at these press conferences. I'm like, and I feel bad for him. Just like, we gotta get his confidence up again. So again, I think he will get that back. He's got to go to Tommy, get in his face and say, hey, if you cannot get this done, I said, if this is – if California, if we can't score points on Cal, and then I would say, hey, if you cannot turn this around, or at least just score some points, score more than 21 points, let's get in the 30s against North Carolina, even though that game's going to be on the road, I'll be like, hey, dude, your job's on the line after that. You're making me look like an ass right now. I mean, he's just – Again, I'm just throwing it out there. Let's not get to where it's 2016 and Jack Swarbrick has to come on board either later in the year to say, hey, you got to pull the plug. Again, I think you got to have that short leash right now, not wait for a whole season of just a total debacle. Anyway, again, sorry for my little, you know, rants there. But again, I got to tell you the way it is right now. Again, we don't want that uh we don't we're trying to avoid that 2016 shitstorm again. And the BK foreshadowed that, foreshadowed that last year after the season, or not even after before the season ended, because he he left when we were still in the playoff hunt and the conference tournaments were uh coming on board. So I'm just starting to think he knew a little bit more than what we thought and Again, Marcus was on the defensive side of the ball then, coaching the defense. Maybe he thought with BK leaving, you know, Tommy's struggles will be over. But, no, they haven't been. And it's just not having that quarterback development over the past, you know, five years. I mean, Ian Book was kind of like a Band-Aid. I know he's the winningest quarterback. But, again, he had a lot of guys around him to help out. And, you know, the schedule wasn't as tough. This is one of the best schedules we've had. So, again, I'll get off my soapbox. It's been one of those, it's been one of those two weeks, you know. It's 0-2. We've got to let's just get a win. Let's just get a win and go from there. And again, I'd go with Angeli. It looks like they're gonna go with Drew Pine. So in any event, thank you so much for uh joining. Sorry for getting a little salty there, but I gotta tell you the way it is. And it's not like I'm dropping F-bombs all over. So anyway, thanks anyway for uh for uh joining me for episode number 20 and as always go irish